You're listening to The Humaning Podcast with real conversations as we call bullshit on everything capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy culture has duped us into believing about self-care, mental health, fitness, wellness, and all things life. I am Steph Galante, and I created this show to support badass people doing solidarity work in pursuit of disrupting these systems in their lives and communities. Together, we'll discuss how systems of oppression are keeping us unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other, and how to best support you in creating more aligned self-care practices that will help you human more easily. It's the shit we need to talk about. Hello, my dear. I'm so happy you're here dropping into podcast land to hang out with me for a bit. How are you experiencing life these days? I'm hoping that there has been some gentleness or and or ease present for you in recent moments. And while I cannot necessarily promise any of that here, since our conversations always revolve around dis- disrupting some serious shit... I do hope that if you haven't been feeling or haven't been enjoying gentleness and ease lately that you are able to very soon. And I'd also like to mention that as it is Pride Month, um, I consider myself an ally, a comrade to the LGBTQ plus community and I think it's really important for those of you also who identify as allies or comrades um, of the community to remind one another of what our work is right, that I'm seeing so many reminders from individuals who are in the LGBTQ plus community reminding allies like myself and perhaps you um, that this needs to go beyond love is love and that Pride Month really is every month as is every other month that we, you know, highlight and uplift a certain community. And we're really talking about, um, you know, life or death, um, actions you know actions that support or that support life or um you know threaten the safety of of many people um and who deserve to have the same exact uh resources and access and safety as you know those of us who identify as cis as het um you know with the advantages that come along with those identities so my friends remember that um our work is needed. It is necessary. The work is upon us to liberate this community. And so I encourage you to consider how might you do that. Um, For me, a lot of my work is in the way I'm bringing up my kids and educating them. I often feel like I'm not forward facing in a lot of the work that it is that I'm doing beyond uplifting the work and the messaging of friends and colleagues um, who are part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, But I also have to remind myself that this work that I'm doing with my children to educate them um, is is really important as well. So I encourage you this month to really take some time to consider how you will show up. How will your disrupting energy come to um, to support the LGBTQ community as as they so need us to. And then to drop into our conversation for today, I'm going to start with a pointed question and ultimately the shit that we really need to talk about this episode um, which is how can you create a life you don't always need to take a break from I'll say it again (laughs) how can you create a life that you don't always need to take a break from 
taking this a step further since we are headed into summer, how can you create a life where you are not solely relying on summer to give you the relief and joy you need in order to sustain you, right? Like jam pack it all, you get as much as you can and that's what sustains you for the rest of the nine months until next summer. And you might have to think about this because you might be like, what? But think about this. I know people who do this. I used to be this person. And so remember as always, like if you're like, meh, you know, writing something off, throwing it out the window, or you're like feeling uncomfortable about it, I need you to sit with that. Examine it. Because here we are in the second week of The Glitch as this episode airs on um, Tuesday, the 13th of June, I think. And in case you missed last week's episode when I explained The Glitch, no shade, right? Ayurveda science uses the term glitch for the transitional time in between the end of one period and the start of another. So as an example that I gave last week, we have the teenage years in between childhood and adulthood. And the glitch can occur in many situations, including age and season as well. During this period, it's possible for things to feel a little off or even overwhelming or plainly turbulent. When it comes to the glitch in between seasons, we're talking about the two weeks leading up to the beginning of the new season, during which time there are usually characteristics from the upcoming season present in the last days of the current season. Also, though, as we talk about nature and seasons, it is really important to note that climate change is real. And honestly, we are in a fucking climate crisis that is evident in so many ways, including unseasonably high temperatures across parts of the northern hemisphere already and, you know, through May. And also regionally, we have seen wildfires, um, most recently in Canada, that were spreading smoke across the northeastern U.S. Um, we're waiting to see still what might come of all of that. And so many other catastrophes and disasters and things that are just not right um, in terms of what typically happens during this time of year or really any time of year. I mean, this is not just the only time that shit happens. Um it is really important because of the fact that climate change is real and there, you know, here in New Jersey, we used to have four very distinct seasons and we would see some, um, you know, characteristics of one season, like the coming season in the current season, but not as much as we do now. And so there is a very, I can, I can see a difference in my life now as I experience New Jersey weather c- compared to when I was a child. And so... It is really important to pay attention to the changes in nature and how they're landing within us. Because you might not, like say for instance, if you know the season coming up is a season that you typically struggle in, that struggle might start before that season begins as a result of climate change. Um, And it may last longer (laughs) than it normally does, again, because of climate change. So you've got to really pay attention to what's going on and how the weather is affecting you. Um, because it's energy, right? We are all affected by energy. And the season will affect you, right? What's going on outside your door will affect you. And so the the real big key is to be able to meet yourself there, like where you are, with aligned action and compassion. 
And since we're heading into a new season, I thought I would just drop a little bit of Ayurveda 101 information for you, whether it's new to you or whether you've been in learning for a while now. Because honestly, for me, I feel like I learn something new or I come to a deeper understanding whenever I review the basics. So if you're up for it, here we go. Ayurveda is the wisdom of life and the science of longevity. I fucking love that. It is a spiritual medicine designed to bring you back to yourself in deep connection with nature and in community with others. It is also time-based as in terms of parts of the day, in seasons in nature, as well as stages of life. And it's also a sibling science of yoga. The goal of Ayurveda is to decrease inflammation within the body, improve digestion, and balance your energy so that you are more at peace and at ease. And when it comes to self-care through Ayurveda, it's leaning on your spirituality, right? Your connection and relationship to yourself, your intuition, your awareness of yourself as you move through the world, your truth and your needs mentally, emotionally, physically, and energetically, all of which Western culture and American culture particularly disconnects us from. Ayurveda brings us back to using nature that's outside of our door as well as our natural internal nature as our guide and encourages us to perform small frequent actions with big ass impact to support ourselves and the collective. Isn't that freaking amazing? The foundation of Ayurveda, my friend, or Ayurvedic wisdom is the five elements of nature, which are air, ether, which Um, can translate to like space or spirit, um, fire, water, and earth. Two of these five elements and their characteristics come together to form a dosha or energy of which there are three. Vata dosha is composed of air and ether elements and its characteristics include but are not limited to light, mobile, and cold. Light as in the feeling of lightness, um, not necessarily like like sunlight. Pitta dosha is composed of fire and water elements and is char- in its characteristics include hot, sharp, and light. And kapha dosha is composed of water and earth elements and its characteristics include heavy, slow, and cool. Now the elements, their characteristics, and the doshas are present all around us and within us. They govern each season in nature as well as different chapters in the times of day. In terms of our human being, we each have one or two doshas that are dominant within us. Excuse me. And the third one is less dominant but still present. And the doshas, these energies, govern our physiology, our physical characteristics, our personality traits, as well as our mental constitution. So friend, I say this all so that you know, that you remember, there is an elemental reason you are so beautifully the way you are and why besides nurture, because obviously we are beings that are nurtured in environment, you are, you know, so, but this elemental reason is also explaining why you are different from others, including blood relatives, because your dosha dominance, if you have siblings, may be different. And it may be different than 
your parents. And even if you have the same dosha dominance, the way it's expressed in you might be different from the way it's expressed in, in a sibling or a cousin or, or someone else. Now, Ayurveda science, my friend, is so rich. <laughs> and I'm just cr- scratching the surface here. And, and that's deliberate because we could go way down the rabbit hole. Not that that's not important to do, right? It's important to learn as much as possible. But I need to be careful with going down the rabbit hole because it's one of my favorite things to do is go down a rabbit hole, any rabbit hole, really. <laughs> and I need to keep myself in check. So this is about me, not you. <laughs> and so for now, I'm going to end this 101 portion of our convo by saying, I cannot say enough about knowing your dosha dominance and aligning your self-care practices accordingly, as well as being able to identify when imbalances arise or when you are living in a current state of imbalance so that you can meet yourself there with practices and that balance whatever is imbalanced and also honor how the season's energy lands within you. Because the reality is the ease you seek honestly, is in this knowledge. And if all of this sounds complicated, it's not you. It might be at first because most likely you're not used to living this way, especially if you were brought up deeply immersed in American culture. And remember, I say this because I'm not sure about other Western countries in the Northern Hemisphere because I've only lived and worked in the U.S. And It's because that this may sound complicated and it's because that this is not the American way of life. Why my work as a coach is so needed because I'm there to help you uncover all of the information that you need to like deeply know yourself in this way, as well as uncovering all the bullshit Western culture has fed you because it's fed it to me too. Like I need you to understand this is not me coming from a shame place. This is me coming from like, fuck, this happened to all of us. And then I'll work with you to figure out more aligned way forward that's 100% sustainable for you and adjustable based on your life circumstances. So I'd love for you to join me if you want right? If you're up for it, if this is the time in the Holistic Self-Care Collective and work together on creating your personalized self-care plan because my friend, having a clear or clearer way forward is really, really, really important along with like support going all along the way so that you don't feel alone. I've got a radical thought for you. Are you ready for it? As I've mentioned probably at least like once each season this year, probably more than that. Instead of pushing full speed ahead starting January 1st for 52 straight weeks as capitalism would have us do, or maybe 51 if you're advantaged to slow down or take time off from work without suffering hardship, what if we started looking at our year cycle in terms of nature's seasons, right? Which with three full months of time for each season, And we adjusted our intentions, our practices, our speed in life accordingly, even maybe in your work. Now, obviously, if you work for an organization, that might be more difficult than if you're a business owner where you have more autonomy over the shit you do. But maybe there is a way if you do work for an organization that is not your own, maybe there is a more subtle way you can start to do this. We often think like we've, if we're talking about shift or doing things differently, there has to be big sweeping things, very obvious things, but it doesn't have to be. It could be very subtle things. 
And so in terms of nature cycle, right, winter is kind of that time period where it's dormant and we plan for the upcoming uh, year and upcoming seasons. Spring then is tending the soil for all that planning that you did an initial planting of those plants. Then that brings us to summer where we begin to reap from the plants and the planting and the nourishing and the nurturing that we did. And then we plant more, right? And then the fall is the final reaping of what was planted in spring and summer. There's a cleanup of the soil and a winding down to prepare us for winter. And the cycle begins all over again. So I'm curious, like what if you began to look at your life that way? Your personal life, your work life? What if? And you may say, Steph, that's not possible. And again, maybe in a big way it's not. But what about a subtle way? It's worth considering because we do want to align as much as we can with nature. I mean, honestly, dominant culture here in the U.S. has gotten so far away from it. And we know it's not working. So why not consider a different way? It seems to be working for nature if we would stop fucking around with it, you know? And as, as, as I've said before, like a broken record for the better part of this year, like we cannot sustain running at max speed and maximum effort the entire year, relying on vacation sick days, again, if you're advantaged in, to have them in order to get us through. So many people are deep into burnout. A change or, dare I say, an overhaul is needed now. And friends, as I say in every episode, this will not change oppression right now. It will not change the systems right now. But if we do this, if we begin to stand up to burnout, if we, cont- if we actually stand up to our own care, the way we know we need it, if we do this, especially those of us with identities that are marginalized in this world, if we do this, and for those of you with identities that are advantage, if you do the hard work to uplift and amplify those with marginalized identities as you do this, it will be a direct interruption of what the systems want us to do. And it will force a change that will support the dismantling of the larger issue and resource us as we do it. So this is is a must. In last week's episode, (laughs) I dropped at least 20 reflection questions on you (laughs) so that you could consider how you experienced spring. And if that was in alignment with how you wanted to feel that season, as well as with your sun couple for the year, if you created one. And I would say, I'm sorry for the amount of questions I have bombarded you with, but I'm actually not. Because when, honestly, like when it comes to a transitional period, it is really important to be clear on how you're experiencing life, how you want to experience life. And if those two things are the same, because if it's not, and it's not because of some sort short phase, like life circumstance, then adjustments need to be made as soon as possible, or it will completely fuck up your vibe or keep you feeling unwell and or burned out. And understanding the relationship between where you are and where you want to be is also really important that's so that you can prepare for shifts you need to make based on how the upcoming phase will affect you, i.e. summer. My friend, you've got to remember, and I'm here to do the reminding, self-care is something we live, something we come back to constantly and consistently, checking in and rechecking in adjusting accordingly, just as you would to something or something that needs deep care, like a baby or a baby animal, an elderly being, or a being that simply needs more personalized care. 
You need that. You deserve that. Now, when it comes to summer, the characteristics of the season are bright, hot, fire, intense, growth, um, all due to the dominance of pitta energy. And that's, remember, the dosha made up of fire and water elements. And there's also a subtle energy or not so subtle in certain areas of the world or for certain people based on your dosha dominance or current state of imbalance, a vata energy that brings a lightness, lightness as in like um, an airiness, mobility, and an expansive vibe. Because of all of this, summer naturally offers us a time to release stress and restrictions. When it comes to our experience of summer, over the years, from clients' lives as well as from my own, I've seen some trends. And also what I've learned over the years is that the way Americans experience summer, like the way Americans, like we go in hard for summer, is very much a cultural thing. Apparently this is not a thing um, across all countries. And also, I, from what I understand, regionally there are also different levels of going in hard for summer as well. So... As I always say, some of these trends I name may be true for you or not, and that's okay. For some people, summer includes schedule changes, usually that coincide with a, you know, summer cultural vibe of a slower pace, maybe less responsibilities. That all may be good and also hard at work, at home, personally. There are some people who feel compelled to, quote unquote, take advantage of the summer, and do all the things that you don't get to do the you know during the rest of the year to make up for lost time but then find you overextend yourself some people another trend i see is they say like this summer i'm going to do x y and z but then they don't make it happen because it was like lofty goals and then they feel freaking guilty about it and what happens is after all of this, it becomes like one big never-ending cycle or roller coaster that you just can't seem to put the brakes on or stop for a better, more supportive and nourishing journey for your life. And the reality is you might find yourself experiencing difficulty striking a balance between your summer schedule and the rest of the year. And that might leave you feeling anxious or depressed when summer ends and unready for August or September, whenever your schedule goes back to quote unquote normal, your responsibilities go back to normal, quote unquote. Um, and, you know, whether it's a rigorous schedule or whatever it is that you experience, however it is that you experience fall if summer is different. All of this only sets you up to feel dysregulated during the variable fall season, which can be really dysregulated because of the mobile and light nature of fall. So this is not the time. Fall is not the time to go into dysregulated because that will continue to contribute to the feeling of overwhelmed and being burned out and then lead to that end of the year train pulling into the station on fumes, which also contributes to the dysregulation you might feel in the winter. Friend, it is a vicious cycle. And again, I'm not judging you. I'm saying this all and I will say it all and say it all and say it all again over and over and over again to ensure that you really are getting the message. 
And you might be like, yes, yeah, Steph, I get the message. So then that might bring you to this next burning question of what do you do about it? Well, friend, honestly, it comes back to our knowledge of ourselves. And that's in four things or four ways. One, our natural dosha dominance. What is our natural energetic dominance? Number two, what doshas or energy is presently dominant? So noting whether or not you're living in harmony or experiencing an imbalance. Third, understanding how summer impacts you and how you want to experience the season. And four, understanding very clearly your deep energetic needs for the rest of the year. Because friend, we got to get this shit in sync or at least start taking steps in that direction. It's We can no longer say, I know I need this, but then do something else that is not in alignment or towards alignment. Now, Ayurveda wisdom teaches us that like increases like and opposites balance. Teaching is like increases like and opposite bal- opposites balance. And what that means is we're going to have a natural affinity towards what feels good to us and doing that as much as possible. But there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. So we have to make sure that we are consistently also bringing in opposing energy or opposing you know practices with opposing energy to keep us balanced. So in the summer, due to Pitta's hot, sharp, and intense energy, it's going to be important to do three things to kind of establish harmony. One, keep cool through our self-care practices rather than just relying on the shade or air condition if you're advantaged to have access to it. Two, be mellow overall and mentally. And third, remain grounded, stable, and well-resourced. The most important practice overall, though, is a mindful awareness of signs of imbalance and also really trying to be very considerate of your boundaries with heated discussions or situations that get your blood boiling, as they say. What is really balancing is this vibe. Are you ready? Maintenance, sustain, preserve, and slow and steady wins the race. Now, for those of you who are naturally pitta dominant, which in personality often looks like being very driven, what people would call a natural leader or a go-getter, people who are competitive, this balancing vibe, like this you know, summer balancing vibe of maintenance, sustain, preserve, and slow and steady wins the race may sound completely ludicrous. And I understand that because that go against how you're pro- that goes completely against how you're programmed but it's necessary. And thankfully, yoga philosophy's got some really great support to help us along through the fifth niyama. The niyamas are our ethical practices or ethical behaviors towards ourselves. And the fifth one is isvara pranidhana, which translates to surrendering surrendering to a higher power, which could be your god, gods, the universe, or your higher self. Now, the word surrender often gets like a bad rap. People get all in their feelings because there's in American culture anyway, a common, it's it's like a common meaning for this is weakness or giving up or giving in. Like you're losing something or losing a part of yourself. And honestly, you know, probably know what I'm going to say here. That outlook has white supremacy culture written all over it. And don't get me started because we don't have time. <laughs> now, yoga philosophy offers us a different lens to look at this through, to look at surrendering through. One that is uplifting and that centers all you gain in the most nourishing way with zero bypassing or gaslighting to make this happen, by the way. It's all realness. To me, yoga philosophy offers honor and 
offer as synonyms to surrender, honor and offer. For instance, when we're practicing asana, you might be encouraged by your teacher, your guide to honor the challenge you feel in a certain pose if you might find it challenging and to remain there if you're safe to for maybe one more breath to build your capacity to be uncomfortable because the reality is we're not always going to be uncomfortable. We are not always going to be comfortable in in our life and we have to um, build our capacity for being uncomfortable right without losing our shit all the time. At the same time, there has to be a balance between being, you know, uncomfortable and comfortable, right? Let's be real. On the flip side of that, you might be encouraged to identify when your being is calling for rest during asana or any other time of life and to offer that to yourself. Thus, surrendering to your needs and to the messages of your higher self and what your higher self needs. You see what I'm saying? And to do this, you need to have and continually foster self-trust. That often requires letting go of expectation or the need to have answers or all the answers right now. In her book, Skill in Action, Michelle Cassandra Johnson offers us the meaning of Isvara Pranitana as, or offers a meaning in offering the fruits of your actions up to something greater. So in this summer season, as we begin a planting of things we want to grow and begin reaping what we've already planted, planted, watered, and nourished, both literally in vegetation, but also other areas of our life, including you know, really anything you you have planned or planted. How can you offer the fruits of your actions up to something greater? Something greater than what you're already doing or what you perceive you can do or for your greater good, like leaning into summer's balancing vibe of maintenance, sustained, preserve, and slow and steady ruins the race, even if that makes your skin crawl, but you know you need it. Or for the greater good of your community and the world, especially for the good of those who hold identities more marginalized than your own. Now, in the coming weeks, my friend, you can expect each episode to be completely chock full of best general practices for summer well-being. I'm so excited. But I have to emphasize general, right? Because that's what I can offer you on this platform because, you know, I don't know you and your circumstance, so I can only offer general um, guidance. Of course, at the risk of being annoying, (laughs) I've got to say I cannot say enough how important it is to have a deep understanding of yourself and your current energetic situation and your needs. So if you're looking for more personalized practices than what you find in the coming episodes like that are specific to your needs, you know where to find me in the Holistic Self-Care Collective and you can grab more info there about the program as well as a button to set up your free alignment call at stephgalante.com slash collective. Now, I've got the rest of your summer reflections for you besides the one we offered in Isvara Pranadana in terms of how can you use your actions for the greater good. You knew this was coming, so you better not be surprised. Okay, so here we go. Ready? What is your sankalpa, which is your why that's based on your heart and soul's deep need for the summer? What is your sankalpa for the summer? And you can use these following prompts to explore your why. What is your deep-seated need for the upcoming summer months? How do you want to feel mentally, emotionally, physically, and energetically? What is your vow to yourself that connects to this need and how you want to feel? What are a few small steps you can take through committed action that align with this vow? 
How, of course, can you offer the fruits of your actions up to something greater? And ultimately, coming back to our question and the shit we need to talk about, how can you create a life you don't always need to take a break from? And when I say a break from, I don't mean like, you know, stopping to breathe. I mean like when we like literally have to close the door on life. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having to do that. But what if we could live more at ease where we didn't need to regulate ourselves so much all the time? What if you didn't rely solely on the summer to give you the relief and joy that you need to sustain you for the rest of the year until next summer begins? Now remember, my friend, summer, because of the Pitta energy, is a great time for setting and working towards realistic goals that honor your bandwidth capacity. You know, because we use these, the, the fire quality to fuel our, our aspirations and fuel our work towards our goals, right? And especially this will be in alignment for you if you're in the Pitta stage of life between the ages of 20 and 60. But remember, my friends, the balancing vibe of maintenance, sustaining, preserving, and slow and steady wins the race. Now, if you're having big feelings <laughs> about this, right, and you're like, fuck, Steph, like, how the hell am I going to become more like the tortoise and less like the hare this summer? I have got you. The simple answer is by establishing a daily rhythm that guides your life. And the good news for you is we will be diving into this very thing next week. So stay tuned. Also, friend, don't forget that next Tuesday, the 20th, is our summer community circle. This 30-minute session is happening on Zoom at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 4.15 p.m. Pacific. And in it, you know, we are going to come together to open space to listen to what our being is needing for the summer. And using summer's, you know, pitta, fiery energy to set an intention for how we're going to honor our deep needs through the committed action. And because... This is going to be timely because Pitta Energy freaking loves committed action. So I encourage you to join me to connect, to share maybe what it is that you're carrying, what you're nurturing, what you're celebrating, if you feel open to it. You know, we'll explore these teachings um, that I've been talking about in this episode, as well as practicing pranayama. And we will meditate all to calm your nervous system, to nourish the deepest layers of your cells, to foster a feeling of steadiness and uplifting, and also to witness yourself, to stimulate shifts in your brain and create space for how you want to experience life and to support your community. So my friend, please gather with us to connect, uplift, and be held by one another. If you haven't attended, it is such a special place and I hope you'll join me. You can save your spot at stephgalante.com slash community dash circle. The link's in the show notes and registration's open right now. Sliding scale and also a free option are offered for payment. Please invite your friends to come along with you. Also, lastly, another shameless plug. Friend, if you consider yourself a disruptor or an aspiring disruptor, I encourage you to get yourself on the interest list for the Disruptors Leadership Academy. This is the collab I have coming up in August with my badass colleague, Abby Olabala of Fern Education Studios. And you can get on the interest list at bit.ly slash DLA interest because the program info and priority registration is dropping next Thursday. June or sorry, this this Thursday, this week Thursday, um, June fifteenth, to the people on the interest list first. So the interest list they get priority information, priority registration. We are capping the registration at fifteen people. Or if you're not going to get onto that interest list, then get onto my email list. 
my email newsletter list at stephcalante.com slash newsletter so that you can get the information when it's open to the public. You can find Abby on IG at Fern, that's with a PH, Education Studios. Her work in DEIB is so, so, so amazing and needed. And we are teaming up to bring the world a program for leaders, professionals, and those committed to disrupting oppressive systems in their work and care to have a space that is desperately needed, in my opinion, where like-minded disruptors come together to share, learn, unlearn, and care for themselves in a manner that will support their labor and heal. So friend, get on the list. As we prepare to say bye for now, I cannot help but leave you with one more point of inquiry as always. How can you use the teachings or what comes up for you in today's episode to support and uplift those in your community, especially those who are different from or hold identities more marginalized than your own? How can you use it to connect more authentically and deeply to your community and how can you use them towards mass mutual reliance? Until next time, my friend, please be kind and gentle to yourself just as you would to those who are most precious to you, whether that's a human, animal, baby, or a plant. I would love to hear your thoughts about what I share. I say this every single episode and I really freaking mean it. Reach out to me. Let me know. Let me know what else you want to hear about. If there's something you want me to dive in further or something you haven't heard me talk about yet, let me know. I need to know from you. This is for you. This is cathartic for me, but it's for you. So let me know what you need. And if you are loving the show, please, my friend, if you could take a little bit of time the next time you have some free time or the next time you're doom scrolling, drop me a rating or a review wherever it is that you listen. Please, it's so helpful for other people who are trying to find the place for them and the information they need. And please also share the show with your nearest and dearest. My friend, remember you are a badass and you are enough. Now go be your favorite self and be well. Humaning is a production of Steph Galante Self-Care, LLC. The show is produced by me, Steph Galante. You can find blog posts of some of the episodes on the episode page at stephgalante.com slash podcast, along with the transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to create more aligned practices for yourself, head to stephgalante.com to learn more about creating a personalized self-care plan within the Holistic Self-Care Collective and coaching with me. You are a badass and you are enough. See you next time. Be well.